Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could sit aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether that's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, emotions, travel, uh, partners, unresolved conversations, uh, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And the way I'm going to do it is create, like I said, a safe place. Uh, and I'm going to earn the label safe place, or I'm going to try to. It's not like uh, they just like uh, they got a label maker, though now I know what I'm going to talk about in this intro. Uh, it's not like they got a label maker, but then it just, just stuck out there that said safe place. Uh, you know, it's much more... It really is one of the things in my life that actually is nuanced. Uh, one, I know I'm here to I'm here to earn your trust, uh, but it's more than that. It's about smoothing, and it, it is really creating a safe place does involve a lot of smoothing and padding down, and uh, you know m- maintaining an area that is comfortable for both the orderlies, those who like order. It, it, well, the orderlies that's a, that would be an inside joke about this. A, uh, Scooch, you got to maintain your safe place, please. Please come to the safe place room. But, that's just like, uh, but you know, for people that like order, people that don't like, like, like a little chaos, uh, uh, like uh, whatever, a safe place, uh, it's just not about sticking a label on there. So I'm here to earn it. Uh, I'm here to try to create it. And cra- it also involves some, uh, you know, the hand motion, like when you make a snowball. But you're working in something like clay, maybe like, not like Play-Doh. Well, here's a question unrelated to, um, because if I was going to make the safe place out of Play-Doh, it'd need to be sanded. I don't know if anybody ever sands Play-Doh, if that's possible. And you'd have to get it down to a fine grain, and then you'd have to rub it. Like, I hear people, uh, they say that's rubbed, that's, you know, something rubbed wood or leather. And I say, oh boy, or metal. And I say, what are you rubbing that with? Because it's it, cheap, cheapest creepers that looks good. Uh, like, I think that's what you do after you sand it. You do some sort of rubbing. And, buff, you know, parts of the safe place will be buffed. Uh, but I'm really here to buff it you and, uh, in a sense, and, and, and take your mind off whatever's giving you away. As I said, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. Uh, what else am I going to use? Tangents, go, go off topic. Cause I said, well, I'm going to talk about label makers. And then I started talking about, uh, rubbing wood or something. Uh, dun dun. No, but really, I think that's what they call it. They say, oh, that's like, uh, hand rubbed. Uh, uh, like that's why it looks so good. It's got a patina. I mean, ideally, if my safe place will have a pantina of nice oils, like you say, well, that's even, it's been rubbed so good it has natural oils in it. Uh, you see, yeah, that's just to make it feel so good. We have all the woods here, too, not just cedar. We do have cedar and the other ones, all either sustainable or accidentally reclaimed. You know, we're not reclaiming stuff uh, where, the you know, we're not like the big money reclaimers. And, you know, only woods that have drifted in, like, uh, to my, drifted to me. It, that, that's only reclaiming we're going to do. And uh, where was I? Oh, I was in the middle of podcast intro. I got to reclaim this podcast intro, if you don't mind, uh, before it turns to reclaimed water. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep, take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. If you're new here, go, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Uh, structurally, what to expect. Uh, first uh, three or four minutes of the show are business. Uh, that's how we keep a sleep podcast free. And ideally, all our archives free. So people that take action at the beginning of the show of what we say, or they just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors. Uh, but that's how we keep the show free. That's four minutes. Thanks for sticking through that. Then we have an intro, which I've uh, begun. And that's uh, like kind of like a show within a show. It sets the mood. It's different every time. The goal is the same every time. I just never achieve the goal, which is just uh, simply... And briefly explain the podcast. Uh, 
in but by demonstrating the method. So instead of it being simple or brief, it's meandering, a bit nonsensical. And ideally, you say, well, it was like an experience I have, uh, like, like, like four or five minutes after I laughed. Not the same as laughing, but you know how you feel like four or five minutes later? Like, it's kind of like that. Like, oh, I've laughed recently. Like, that's the podcast just for me. Like, uh, kind of like the, the, the face you make when you're, uh, when you're touch, you know, your feet, your feet touch a warm sidewalk, not a hot sidewalk. And you say, hmm. Yeah, that's what the intro tries to 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 do to to create. Uh, so that's the intro. It's about twelve minutes. Some people skip over it. Maybe like, uh, and I forget the number, but a certain percentage of listeners go straight to the story. Timestamps in the show notes for that. Uh, so and then there's a story. Like tonight it'll be like a trending, like a meandering, uh, one-off story, a bedtime story to kind of help you off to dreamland. And that'll be about 40 minutes, and we'll have some thank yous at the end. So all told, we'll be here about an hour. If you've listened to podcasts or audios, audio before, or audios, uh, uh, this is, a, like, different because you can only, you don't really need to listen to me. You don't have to buy, pay me any bother, as uh, most relatives and uh, friends of mine say. Uh, don't pay him any mind. Or that's what they'll say when I'm, you know, like when I finally achieve my goal of instead of podcasting, just sitting in a like a rocking chair porch swing, you know, and one of those nice porches uh, somewhere where the moderate temperature all the time and I can just sit out there talking. Then I'll have achieved my dreams and they'll say, oh, don't pay him any mind. He talks about nothing. Uh, I guess they record it and distribute it somewhere. I guess that would be if I traveled back in time. Or maybe that's my present, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's uh, it's just what it's really like, a cartoon version of my present. Uh, so you don't really have to listen. You can, you can kind of listen. You can turn me down and barely listen. You can reflectively listen, which means you can hear me, but your ears are kind of reflecting my words. And, and you can listen, whether it's uh, if you, you say, geez, I just need something to listen to, someone to bring me. Uh, some, you know, moderate comfort, I'll be here and I'll be here all the way to the end. Cause I know there's listeners out there that can't sleep, uh, and I'm here for you, but in some sense, I'm here for you, uh, for you not to, for you to optionally listen to me. Uh, but you're also under no pressure to fall asleep cause I'll be here to the end to keep you company, to be your boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar, boar bestie, uh, I'll be here and, uh, you don't even have, you could use any of those labels or none of them, just like a label maker. I don't know why a label maker popped in my head, but like, that's an interesting technology when you think about it. Cause there's only been, as far as I know, which is nothing, there's only been two gens of, uh, label makers. There's the, uh, the plastic ones with the indentations. And then there seems to be some sort of printer one. And I don't want to, uh, I guess I, I do live in an all or nothing world most of the time. Cause I was originally going to say, well, it looks like, uh, this was one of the first ones where, you know, gen two, maybe not improved because it doesn't seem like those gen two, uh, printer style ones really do a good job of sticking. It constantly seems like they're falling off where the gen one, the indentation, I think that was the technology. It was like a plastic strip and it would, uh, indent the letters in there. I never owned one of those. Maybe it's crimping, actually, or pressing, which I think creates an indentation. Uh, those were always cool. And I think because, one, I have dyslexia, so I don't do a good job smelling. Uh, two, I don't really follow through on anything. And, you know, I can't, you can only label so many things chaos uh, if I if I did. Yeah, but it seems like some of my classmates had fun with those label makers and... I always liked that. Maybe I'll pick myself up an old school label maker. Label maker, label maker, make me a label. Uh, that could be a song for my parody musical. Yeah, maybe that's a story tonight. The label maker, the tale of the label maker. But then the second generation label makers are easier to read because they're usually in a nice, uh, you know, bold, uh, easy to read font. Uh, 
I mean, here's this thing. I'm no designer. I really know nothing about anything. But here's my gripes with the label makers, which I've never used. Uh, Usually I just like uh, will create columns on a piece of printer paper and then cut out little tiny squares. Uh, But uh, there's a pro, I guess that's not a pro tip, but because it could kind of, but here's the thing. They don't really stick out. Like one, they don't do a good job of sticking. And maybe that's just something we've been taught to kind of, or maybe it's just me. I say, well, if there's a label, I'm not going to pay attention to it. Uh, and so my mind kind of blanks it out. And they said, well, why'd you do that? I said, you mean pull that lever? Because I wanted to see what it would do. Well, the, the label says do not pull. They said, oh, gee, I didn't even see I didn't notice. I guess I didn't pay attention to that. Uh, oh, that said my roommate's dinner. Hmm. And maybe if you maybe you should put the label on actually on the food itself uh, on the meatloaf. Uh, but yeah, it, like uh, I guess part of my brain is just trained. But those old school labels, it would catch my attention. Maybe because and here's the thing: I've theorized this on other podcast episodes. Uh, it's uh, I think this is where uh, like uh, the medium is a message. Uh, the medium's good across, if it's tactile; it's better at getting across the message. Uh, because of those, the way those old school labels were, they were like the plastic was a little distressed and it was, uh, you could run your fingers on it and it had some depth and it caught the eye. And, and I, I think I was less likely to, maybe I was just as likely to ignore those because those labels were probably popular when I was in school. I don't know, like, why? I guess because owning a label is, the label makers kind of, like, a rare or, like, seem more democratic. And that, that might just be a projection where uh, these new labels, uh, who would have thought I'd get on a soapbox and start labeling label makers? Uh, the man who labeled label makers. Here I am talking about I'm labeling label makers, really, because I think the new ones are very institutional and, I would say, author- authoritative. Uh, with their boldness. And I guess that's the part of me that has a problem with authority. I just ignore those labels. Uh, where the other ones, I say, well, you're a little bit more uh, like me, distressed and, uh, yeah, you know, crimped. Uh, I never crimped my hair, but I, I wish I had ever had it long enough to try. And this podcast is a bit like that. It does, it, I try to, even though this is just an audio show, I think something, uh, I try to be tactile in the deep, dark night. And, and, the, and the only way I know how is uh, to ramble, uh, to give you something to hold on to, uh, to give you something to kind of pay attention to. Instead of thinking about whatever's keeping you awake, you say, oh, yeah, I can picture that late, those old school label makers. Or maybe some of you that maybe are a little bit younger, you've just seen the fonts that look like the label makers. I don't know if they call that the label font. And maybe some of you like work for the, I think there's only one company that I'm aware of that makes label makers. Uh, maybe there's two. So now I just lost that group of listeners. They say, well, we work for this. I work for the second largest label making company in the world. Scoots. Uh, thanks. Uh, and I say, sorry about that. I only, I only heard of the big one. Uh, yeah, big, big labels. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you stumble into stuff that's just too, like, there's too much there to, to, to goof around about. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I hope you label this podcast uh, unknown or, or whatever. Uh, give it a few tries because all I'm here to help is uh, to, to see if I can uh, escort you to keep you company while you drift off to sleep. Uh, most reviewers say it takes two, three, four, uh, five uh I wouldn't, I'll only ask for two tries. Give it a couple tries. See if it fits your sensibilities. See if it puts you to sleep. Uh, because I work very hard. I've been there. That's why I make this show. And I really want to help. I, I strive and I yearn uh, to help you fall asleep. So thanks again for coming by. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is uh, create a safe place uh, where you can set aside uh, whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, sensations, 
uh, temperature, ups and downs, twists and turns, uh, whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, inside, outside, or around you, or where you are, I'd like to help. I'd like to distract you. It's part of the safe place to make you feel comfortable, to earn your trust. Those are other layers of the safe place. You know, I'd like to make it like it uh, as comfortable as I possibly can. And the way I'm going to do that to start out is to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pace. Uh, I think it's a languid pace. Uh, or I'll just use words like languid that are lovely, even if I don't, you know, totally know their meaning or pronunciation. You know, I'll be using, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to sneak in some word usage. It may be, you know, non-proper, you know, word usage, but uh, I'll be doing my best to say, well, that's languid. Uh, not quite liquid, uh, but it's languid. You know, I'd like your show, like if it, like, uh, I'd say, well, it'd be nice if my shoulders felt languid. Yeah, but I'm going to try to make you feel comfortable. If you're new, here's the structure of the show. Here's what to expect. The first four minutes or less, ideally, are business. That's how we keep the podcast and over 600 archived episodes free. Is all the people that act on that stuff at the beginning, uh, whether it's the sponsors or listener support. Uh, but if you're new, it's not super important. Uh, thanks for sticking through that. And then we have an intro, which we've begun here. The intros are normally around 12 minutes or so, and the idea is to set the tone uh, if you're new, so you get an idea of what to expect, which is not exactly the unexpected, but you say, like, if there was a word where you combined uh, unexpected and couldn't make any sense of it, like, not senseless, uh, like, kind of like you're shrugging your shoulders out of surprise, uh, like you'd say, well, that was an unsensibly expected, like a word, but there be, might be a word. I don't think uh, language fits there. What was I talking about anyway? Like, I guess that would be your reaction to the podcast. Oh, during the intro. So I try to, like, the intro tries to set the mood for the podcast. Uh, then we'll have about a 45-minute, 50-minute. Uh, uh, this week it'll be our episodic uh, series uh about a girl raised by a theme park, uh, kind of. I mean, like, I don't know if, it, I, I think it's not metaphorically, though. She's actually being raised by a theme park. Uh, but let's not dig too deep. We don't need, you, need to, no, you don't need to make any sense of it. Let me give you the, like, uh, there aren't exactly rules, or I guess they're kind of guidelines, uh, not parameters. Parameters, it sounds a bit like rules, but more like uh, with parallel lines or something. You, uh, so here's what the thing is. This is a podcast you don't need to listen to. You can kind of listen to it. You can tune it in. You can tune it out. You can turn it down. You can turn it up uh, however you wish. You can uh, totally listen to me, as some people do, uh, you know, during the day for chilling. As some people do it during the day when or anytime, anytime when it's 420 anywhere. Uh, some people use it, uh, they, they, they can't sleep, and I'm here the whole time. Uh, but you don't need to listen to me. I'll be here, but you don't have to listen. If you like to, if you need to, I'll be here to keep you company. But you're also, you're under no pressure to listen, and you're under no pressure to fall asleep. The shows are about an hour, so you can take your time getting there. Because um, I'm here to keep you company, take your mind off of stuff, it distract you. And I mean, like, if you want to talk about a kind of distraction, I had this dream last night. Usually I don't... Uh, lead intros with dreams, but this one really stuck out to me. Uh, this dream's kind of like uh, meandering, and I think it'd be a good, like, usually I like to use these intros to try to make a metaphor about what the podcast, like how it works for new people, uh, but everyone's different. So, but I don't usually talk about my dreams, but I had this dream, uh, and it was related to, to uh, something that kind of influenced the podcast and someone that I look up to and also tangentially related to someone else I look up to. And I don't know how many people watched uh, the Guild web series, uh, like, uh, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, 2007, 2007, I guess that was a while ago. Uh, but it, like, uh, it was something I really loved, uh, the web series, uh, uh, which, uh, uh, two of the stars are Felicia Day and, uh, Sandeep Parikh. And, uh, 
And I really like have a soft spot for, for both of them and the, the show and all, all the other characters. But like uh, Sandeep is the one that was in my dream. In uh, like in the dream, uh, he was uh, he he was uh, like uh, let's see, we were like in some sort of like second floor cafe, and he was kind of coaching me. I was trying to write jokes about cake. I think for a podcast monologue because it seemed like. Uh, it was just talking about cake, C-A-K-E, the, the actual, like, the thing and the ingredients. And it was going off in this tangent, and he was, like, uh, in the dream, he was a friend. In, in real life, I only know him as a, as a celebrity that I look up to. And, uh, like, uh, he, like, I know that, uh, what is it, uh, Melania uh, Weintraub, I, I think, uh, and he'd do a comedy show. And, uh, like, uh, I had discovered that comedy show by... Um, uh, something funny she had done on uh, Instagram about that bus you sleep on uh, that goes from Los Angeles to San Francisco. Yeah, but anyway, so he like in the dream we were friends, and he was kind of like uh, being helpful to me, and he was kind of saying, "Well, let's see about that joke there." And I said, "This is getting pretty Seinfeldian," and and he was like, "Well, I don't, I don't know." And he we were just talking about the ingredients of cake, and uh, then we ended up like running around. And then I ended up like putting on, like, I think we were like volunteering at, uh, like this children's thing. And I was trying to get dressed up in as a, like in a cardboard robot, uh, outfit and couldn't figure out how to control it. Uh, uh, and, and that, so that was kind of the dream or the part I'll talk about in the podcast was him being nice to me. And we were talking about cake, but I think the reason I had cake on my brain uh, it was because I recently saw, like, a live performance of the Illusionist podcast, uh, uh, which uh, Helen Saltzman uh, makes. And, and it was a wonderful, wonderful performance. And she was making good jokes about cake, uh, which were very funny. And I don't know, ideally, uh, some of those, like, uh, stories from the live show, one of which was an episode, will be in future episodes. I don't want to talk about it other than say... Helen was cracking me up with her talk about cake. And so I planted a seed. And then later in a dream, Sandy was trying to help me be funny. And he was very nice. He, he seemed like uh, uh, the, like the person he comes across uh, on the Guild and then on YouTube and stuff. Uh, uh, very witty and really nice. Uh, so... It was my point. I, do, I don't know, Blake. My dream, dreams can be like that. Uh, like a little bit meandering. Uh, but grounded in reality and influ influenced by something real. Uh, and it's nice when you have a dream that's kind of like uh, with a nice feeling. I said, well, this would be a dream influenced by Helen. And also I got to meet uh, Martin, Helen's husband, who was the coolest. And because he was playing music at the live show uh, to go along with it. But in, anyway, but then uh, and that was influenced by someone in, that I looked up to. But like the guild really... Uh, like, I think a lot of podcasts I listen to and, like, people I look up to, like Helen, uh, like, influence podcasts currently. And then the Guild, I don't know what it was. Uh, uh, there was such a fresh, uh, like, it kind of, I don't know if it was unironic, but the way they presented uh, the, the, the characters in the Guild uh, and inhabited them as actors and writers and stuff, uh, I, I don't know, just just really soft, soft, warm place in my heart for that. Really funny, and and if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out because it, uh, it, it it's uh, like uh, it'll rock your world. Uh, I mean, really, you you like plan on binging it uh, because it, it is very, very hilarious. And uh, like at the time I was watching the Guild, I was trying to write web comedy, so I was looking up to that as like uh, like a thing. Like we were trying to make one me and two other writers, and we would constantly argue because they'd say, well, on the Guild, and the other writers would start to roll their eyes. And I'd say, did you watch the episode of the Guild that I assigned you? And one of the, we, we actually ended up, I, I would write this into the story because they'd get so, like, it'd be like, uh, be, well, that's not how Felicia Day does it, so I, I don't know if we can, I can move forward because uh, on the Guild, uh, uh I said, did you, did you see the part where Zabu, uh, like, uh, whatever? These are, anyway, check out the guild.
And this is, I guess, uh, what's the, uh, I don't know. There's the little things that influence uh, the podcast that sometimes I forget to mention. And one of the nice things about loving things, uh, whether it's the illusionist or the guild or anything else is it, uh, I think it has some sort of positive vibration, uh, that helps me create the podcast and create an environment, uh, uh, they can be supportive and open to you because I said, well, just this, these jokes that were made then influenced this dream uh, where I was being supported in the dream. And then I was actually going out to perform as a robot. I don't think I was going to do any cake jokes as a robot. Those, those could be funny. And I think it's a way that we're all kind of interconnected, I guess is my point, in that I, how I appreciate that you are listening but not listening at the same time. Uh, and I can be here the whole time to kind of try, try to put you asleep and you can fall asleep whenever you wish. Uh, and ideally I'm setting the tone for you to have nice dreams. Uh, you know, whether it's, uh, comedians or comedians or, or whomever. Uh, so, uh, I guess that's it. Like, uh, like it does a little, does an interesting little tangent for me. And I want to say thank you to, to, to both those people. And I, I hopefully I'll link to, uh, uh, what they're doing currently in my show notes. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I can set the stage for you to drift off into dreamland. If you're new, thank you for coming by. Now, this podcast, it doesn't work for everybody. So give it a few tries. It, people say, hey, give it three, four, five, six tries uh, and see if it helps. Because uh, like, you say, after the first few tries now, a lot of reviews are saying, oh, then I realized I don't have to do anything or make any sense of this. Or you just kind of. It's like, uh, it's like sleeping next to a stream or something like a, ba- like I get like, this is a metaphor, like a, yeah, I'm like a babble, I guess a babbling brook. Uh, I'm a, ba- I'm the baffling babbling brook. Uh, maybe that could be a new, uh, one-off story too. The babbling book, brook that the baffled brook. Hey, there we go. Maybe next, uh, next Tuesday we'll talk about that one. Uh, but thank you so much for coming by. I really work hard. I strive and I yearn because I want to help you fall asleep. Uh, all right, let's get on with the show. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, noise, uh, travel, travel and stuff. You know, any any stuff, uh, that whatever's keeping you awake. It could, it could be in town, out of town, time zone related Whatever's keeping me awake, I'd like to distract you from that. The way I'm going to attempt to do it is to create a safe place, as I think I already said, a re- sometimes a repetitive place, but just more of a remindive. Uh, remindive, is that a word? I mean, repetitive is, but a remi- I don't, it's not a reminder, because reminders are kind of, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't really like, I need reminders. I guess I have a... Um, it could be in a romantic comedy with reminders. Maybe that's a good Tuesday episode. Reminder rom-com. But I'll come back to that. What was going to say? Safe place. Uh, the reason I try to re- repeat that is, uh, a rem- what was I doing? Re- Remindive, because I didn't want to use reminder. Remindive kind of sounds like something a guru would say. Step into this remindive place. Uh, we're both your center. Your exterior, interior, and your sides will be lulled and relaxed. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I think I got off topic. I think I fell into some goo. I fell into some goo, 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 gooey roo stuff. Do people in Australia say that? Like, oh, I stepped in some roo goo. That's an Australian joke about what are those things called? Kangaroos. Are they in Australia? I would like to patent that too. For use, you know, for licensing in cartoons, which would be the only place it would fit. Oop, I stepped in, I guess it would only be funny once. I stepped in some Rugu, and I don't know who, I probably could, I could probably option that out for about 85 cents. Uh, um, anyway, if you're new here, let me get, let me get back to the somewhat grounded place. Uh, I'm glad you're here. 
And I'm going to try to take your mind off stuff. A goofy, safe place where you could relax and ease into bedtime. Maybe bedtime becomes less of a of like a work or feels like work or uh, dreadful. And becomes something that you can either feel neutral about or if I really do my job well, that you could look forward to. Or I guess ideally just not even think about it. Say, okay, I'm going to get in bed, turn out the lights and press play, and Scoots is going to do the rest. And by the rest, what I mean if you're new, thanks for coming by. Uh, structure of the show, here's what the rest is. Uh, first, the top of the show is business. That's how we keep the podcast and all the archives free. Uh, so thanks for sitting through that. Thanks for listening to it, regular listeners. And uh, so that's the top of the show. Then there's an intro. And about 10% of the listeners skip straight to the story. Uh, everyone else, this intro is kind of different every time. A lot of people fall asleep to it. Some people use it in a reminded way to say, oh, Scoots is here to carry me off into dreamland and talk about his uh, non-Plutonic, non-Plutonic relationship with reminders. And I said, I never said that. Uh, reminder, get out of the house uh, and, and try to do something. What is it when you, can you have a Plutonic relationship uh, with the podcast, I think you can. Okay, where was I? Uh, so the intro is uh, like a little bit different every time, but a little bit familiar. sets the sets the tone, and it's a show within a show. Uh, and you can choose, you know, as you get used to the podcast, like whether you say, oh, "Okay, I'm an intro listener," or I skip the intro. You can use it either way. It's where I attempt to set the tone, and the tone is goofiness. So, and then after the intro. Uh, tonight it'll be uh, we'll be talking about Doctor Who uh, season series one. I don't know one of the episodes in the middle numbers, so it's hard. I think maybe episode seven. Adam's in it, so and it takes place on a space station. So that, that we'll be talking about that. If you've never seen Doctor Who, it doesn't really matter. Like it'll be uh, meandering and winding, and it'll be kind of like your your reflection in a very foggy mirror. You say, I know that's me there, but, I can't, you know, I can't really wreck it. Like, because I tried to shave the other day in a foggy mirror, and I said, well, I can't do it. And that wasn't, I don't even do any precision shaving. That was just uh, some, you know, degrazing or whatever you call it, like uh, some buzz, you know, bushwhacking. So that's and then the show ends. <laughs> what does it take me eight minutes to get through the structure? And then the show ends with uh, thank yous and good nights. So, so that's the structure of the show. A couple other things to remember: if you're new, you're under no pressure to listen, or there's no improper or proper way to use this podcast. You know, you can skip the intro, like I said. You could listen all night. Some people listen just when they wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, some people listen to the whole episode for comfort and companionship in the deep dark night, and other people. Uh, fall asleep in the first four or five minutes. Uh, so this podcast is here to help, but there's no pressure on you to listen. And there's also no, shouldn't be any pressure on you to fall asleep. I'm going to be here to help. The podcast does not work for everybody, uh, but hopefully it helps you. And all you got to do is uh, kind of listen. And ideally, I keep you company and keep you distracted. And at some point, you say you drift off into dreamland. And it kind of is a middle way of listening and paying attention. Like, in LA, we'll talk, and oh, this is a part of the intro where I try to make a metaphor based on what's on my mind about what the podcast is like. It's usually a good demonstration of uh, how my thought process works. But I do have an interesting cognitive relationship with reminders. Because uh, I'm not, like, I usually, I, I guess I uh, try to remember stuff, but I also do a lot of overthinking. So then I can forget stuff. And I don't think my brain, brain is exactly good at any kind of linear thinking, like Monday, Tuesday. Well, I got that coming up on Thursday. Also, I approach life with a significant amount of dread. So that can, you know, complicate your relationship with remembering upcoming events. Because uh, because I'm not spending a lot of time saying, oh, boy, can't wait till that comes up on the calendar, even if it's something like uh, mundane. That's just the way my thoughts are. Uh, so then I set a lot, a lot of reminders. And then I also have like a big to-do list. I don't know if anybody can relate to this. And I said, well, geez, if I set a reminder for that uh, to meditate, I tried that a few times. Like, uh, 
They said a few reminders or use an app to remind me to meditate for a minute at different spots of the day. Yeah, that's really going to work. That's going to change it all. Well, the Super Scoots is on his way because he's going to be grounded, unified. I'll be part of the unified field. And later I'll be dancing in the field of dreams once I get uh, centered like that by these reminders. And that didn't work. I just became very resentful at the app and eventually deleted it and downloaded more more versions of competitors' apps and deleted those and and would look at it cross like uh, someone had just hit me in the neck with a spitball and I was in grammar school. I said, what the heck are you reminding me about? To relax? Uh, dismiss uh oh look news oh boy let me let me check out that news stuff and but at the same time like uh, you do like reminders to remind me of stuff uh, especially like in like a progression say okay i got that in three days okay i got that in two days uh okay got that in one day okay i got that in 30 minutes i think i'm a five reminder person and that's not a joke i say like a three day i mean a one week warning Three day, two day, one day, and then like one before it, like a thirty minute or hour. Uh, that kind of creates a. I don't know what it is. I, I guess because I can have. I, I guess because I know other reminders are coming. If I feel like resentful, I can dismiss, uh, and then maybe I'm open to the next one. And because it primes me in some way, I'm a little more relaxed. I say, oh, okay, thanks for telling me so far ahead of time, uh, internet, phone, or whatever. Uh, that's great. I'm totally chill about that now. So I don't know if you can do that with meditation, though. Say, hey, by the way, in, in four days, I'd like you to meditate for two minutes uh, at this time. Weird how self-care doesn't uh, fit into those slots, uh so I don't know where the romance would come in in this rom-com, but I could see it because you see how we have a Like, that's, I guess, usually one of the things with rom-coms, uh, rom-coms. This would be more of a rom-con. I should have a rom-con. Uh, maybe that's what the reminder would be. Scoots, hold a rom-con. Maybe out of a thousand, maybe you could get some rom, you know, out of thousands of attendees. Uh, it's, it's a bit unlikely because I'd probably just go back to my hotel room to be alone. But uh, what was I saying? Like, it was so it's like, oh, I'm so sick of you reminders. So, you know, so fed up, except when I look at that little bell you have uh, right in the eyes. Uh, there's a moment I pause and then we go and, you know, we walk and we laugh, uh, you know, and then some, you know, one of us slips and we have another laugh and then uh, we feed ducks and we eat and we let each other taste each other's food. And that's when we know, you know, then, and then later is the moment. Uh, the first one, you know, there's multiple. Usually there's the say, so we say, oh, no, can't act on this uh, reminder. Uh, the relationship's been too complicated and uh, it has too many layers. It's gone too far. Uh, dismiss. Uh, in a, what would a reminder do? And a reminder would fail to remind me. I guess, yeah, this does fit a rom-con because then uh, it'd be the big day, the big day of the launch of Super Scoots uh, International. Uh, Gingerbread Press is full lineup, uh, book releases, and uh, with the mayor, ribbon cutting, uh, everything. You know, gingerbread scents being piped in. Uh, and, of course, a reminder would not remind me to wake up. Uh, and then, you know, that, that would ensue. It, then there'd be another complication, and that would bring us back together. Maybe, I don't know, as friends, as, uh, I don't know, what the what future holds for me in, in reminders uh, or notifications. Uh, oh, boy. That could be what I said. It's a, I'm a notification, not a reminder. I said, I'm so sorry. I got you too mixed up because uh, you're two sides of the same coin. Oh, just my notifications just got out of my phone, stormed out of the studio. So rom-con began. So let me bring it back to the new listeners and everyone else. So, so here's the thing I posit. Uh, I think that was distracting. I think I probably took your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, but at the same time, maybe you're a little bit puzzled and the concept of a grown man having a relationship with uh, something that doesn't really exist. Uh, 
it seems you say, well, that's a little bit confusing. And I say, exactly. Yeah, that's totally my method. Intentional, uh, nearly scientific. Like the chemistry of romance is about as, uh, it, it's an alternative to that chemistry because I didn't learn that one. Uh, the chemistry of romance, and maybe that could be a book though. Reminders, notifications, and remind me to, that it could be, okay, Gingerbread Press, the, uh, Romance edition, reminder for romance, uh, notify me later or something. I don't, I don't know. Dismilification dismissed. Uh, so anyway, if you're, I'm glad you're here. And this podcast is a little bit silly, as I said, as you've seen. Give it a few tries, uh, cause I'm here to help. I've been there, uh, tossing and turning or waking up uh, repeatedly at 2 30 in the morning, uh, as of late, uh, and having, you know, get up and walk around and stuff like that. So I, I would love to help you out. So give it a few tries. I appreciate you coming by. And I really, I work very hard, believe it or not. Uh, not so much on this part. This is the natural part. Uh, but uh, the other parts, because uh, they really yearn and I strive. Uh, and I want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And let's keep the show going. Uh, hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside even your F's, so like that was a safe place, a safe place, safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, emotions, uh, physical sensations, you know, whether you're out of your routine, your changes in routine, uh, second or third shift, uh, students, uh, upcoming things, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind out of that. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use these lulling and soothing creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, tangents, superfluous dialogue. Is that a thing? I think I do that. I believe I do. Yeah, I, be- I believe. Uh, there's a lot of songs with I believe, even secular songs with I believe. Also, what's the difference? What's secular and non-secular? You think that, like, I like using that word because I think it makes me sound smart. <laughs> For seconds, like until I'm done saying, when I say er, and then it says, well, Scoots is, uh, I don't know if Scoots knows what he's, uh, what secular means. And I say, yeah, but doesn't it sound sweet when I use this secular in, uh, in relation to song titles, uh, secular song titles for 1000, Alec. That's what the uh, Jeopardy, that could be, hey, hey anybody, uh, on, uh, Jeopardy, and we send our uh, you know our hearts out to Alec uh, or Alex. Say uh, okay, uh, do do get it, Mister Trebek, as I, I've been told to not call him. We're thinking of you, buddy. But it, I'm also thinking if you're going to do uh, like uh, that, that could be a Je- Jeopardy question or to a thingamajig. Also, how would you feel if I also pitched that to HQ Trivia uh, in addition to Jeopardy? Okay, they hung up on me. Okay, let me get back to the news. So I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark, and I'm going to use the long, soothing, creak, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, all to help you uh, take your mind off of stuff, uh, keep you company, and ideally make this feel like a safe place, to make bedtime feel like a safe place where you can relax, you can unwind, and you can drift off into dreamland. Those are some of my goals. Now, if you're a new listener, here's what to expect. the show starts off with about four minutes of business, uh, four to six minutes uh, to keep the show free and all our archives free. So that way you have over 630-something episodes to choose from or to line up uh, consecutively if, you're, you, if you really need a, like, a lot of sleep content. Uh, you know, to, 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 to choose a potpourri of uh, b- boring, lulling stuff. Uh, so that's a business starts off the show. Then there's an intro, which is kind of like a beginning opening. I don't know. If, I guess it is an opening monologue. 
uh, that should have you sawing logs. I can't believe I never said that. The only opening monologue that'll have you sawing logs, uh, Sleep With Me, the intro part, which is about 12 minutes of me rambling and trying to explain the podcast, uh, to weave a metaphor uh, about something that I was just talking about. I already forgot what I was talking about, so hopefully I'll come up with a new metaphor. Oh, I was talking about... uh, uh, trivia shows. I don't know if that's really a uh, uh, bedtime material or even. Okay, okay, I'll try to figure out a good metaphor for that. But uh, so, if you're a new listener, uh, uh, beginning is business. Uh, first few minutes. Then we have an intro. It's twelve minutes, uh, give or take. Uh, but some listeners fall asleep during the intro. About ten percent of listeners skip the intro. And those of you that skipped the intro, thanks for checking out the sponsors afterwards uh, or being a patron. And so they skip right to the story part. Uh, but the intro is kind of a show within a show. Like I said, uh, what did I say? Monologue about uh, something that rhymes with a monologue? Oh, monologue that I'll have you saw in logs. Uh, sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> No, the like this sounds funny, but it's true. The, the log is in the, the second log is in the wrong place. Uh, it just has a feeling. Like look at this. Uh, what did I say? Sleep with me. The monologue that'll have oh, intro. Sleep with me. Intro. The monologue that'll have you saw in logs. Uh, see how there's like a there's just there's syllables in there wrong. But let me you get welcome the new listeners. That could be our uh, like this is the kind of stuff I have to pay attention to as a sleep podcaster. Yeah, but so here's, uh, so there's the intro. Then tonight it'll be a random kind of story for about 45 minutes, a bedtime story. And after that, there'll be a few minutes of thank yous and good nights. Uh, so that's what to expect uh, structure-wise. Yeah, also, if you're new, the only other things you need to know, it's a podcast you don't need to listen to. You can, or you don't need to hear it. Uh, I don't know, I guess, it, is it hearing or listening? Either one you are optional. Like, and this, it's true. Like, I've heard from a few listeners, they turn the volume way down. I heard from listeners that listen to it at full, full volume and anywhere in between. And there's people that listen to a bunch of episodes in a row. There's people that set their sleep timers for 30 minutes. Uh, uh, but the, the, the one of the requirements is you don't really need to listen or pay attention. Now, you can, because uh, if you're a listener who can't sleep, I'm dedicated. I'll be here to the very end for you. Uh, to keep you company in the deep dark night, but the company I keep uh, usually falls asleep, uh, but they don't need to. Like so, just like if we we're at a party and I was talking, like some people may stay engaged and some people might fall asleep. That uh, seems to be a common thing uh, for me. Uh, but I just want to let you know you don't need to listen, and you also shouldn't feel any pressure to fall asleep. Like I said, like. Uh, here, I guess here's the thing. Imagine we were playing a board game, a trivia board game, right? And for whatever reason, uh, you, uh, I, I guess it'll take me a while to find a legitimate reason. It was like a the boring trivia. I, I don't know. I don't think anyone would sit down to play a boring game. But imagine, uh, okay, yeah, imagine there was a, okay, so imagine, I guess back, uh, at some point when I was, like, uh, there was this game called Trivial Pursuit, uh, and it was very popular, and then it's, it had spawned many uh, sequels and things. And it's a trivia board game. I don't know if it's, like, I'm not talking about real trivia people, like, uh, yeah, but, you know, like, f- fun trivia you'd play with friends. And uh, I guess I'm trying to develop a metaphor from here. So usually play in teams. So, so let's say there's uh, in this imaginary situation, there's me and there's you. We're on the same team, of course. Uh, you and I, we're on the same team. And there's also another you that may be more sleepy. And then there's a few other uh, people that listen to the podcast, but not you. You know, uh, you're right you're closer to my, you know, I'm closer to your ears. But there's other podcast listeners and teams of two. And we start playing this game, and everyone's kind of like playing it uh, and participating to a level of everyone's comfort. But if we get to your turn and you're asleep, we just pass. Uh, and 
you know, I'm doing my normal rambling unrelated to the results of the game. Like, I guess on my turns, like, uh, I don't do this because I don't really have any factual rambles. But I'd say, oh, uh, you know, Teddy Roosevelt's favorite horse. Uh, you know, Teddy, technically, Teddy Roosevelt wasn't a rough rider. He, uh, yeah, that was the name of his group. But he actually had the, uh, he's actually invented the uh, quilted saddle, as a matter of fact. Uh, and he doesn't get credit for that because it's a made up fact. Uh, but, you know, that's like, he didn't actually like to ride rough. Uh, he liked to ride soft. He was actually, like, he could ride, I guess technically you could say, Teddy Roosevelt's rough riders rode on rough terrain because of their uh, soft saddles. And someone that knows anything about horseback riding makes it. So imagine that in between every question. But because the game's going at a pace that everybody's comfortable with, uh, some people are falling asleep, some people are still playing the game. And maybe there's a meta game that I don't know about that people say, uh, you know, you get 10 points every time Scoots goes on a tangent and starts a word with this letter or uh, quilted. You say, oh, boy, that's 50 points for you, Brad. And so as we play this game, some people are falling asleep. Some people are staying awake. Uh, some people are saying, Scoots, you're, uh, it's not working for me. I'm going to listen to an old episode. And some people are saying, Scoots, I just woke up to go to the bathroom. Glad you're going on a tangent about uh, quilted. Did you say quilted uh, horse things? And I said, yeah, I forgot there were saddles for that one second. Yeah, quilted saddles. Uh, rough Riders use them. Oh, it's strange, Scoots, because I'm actually a Teddy Roosevelt historian. Uh, oh, you are. Well, you probably know about the quilted saddles then. That's why the Rough Riders could be so ride so rough. Uh uh, is that an, is that irony? I don't know, but, uh, yeah, it was a soft saddle they had. And then someone would say, well, uh, Scoots, I've been right. I never heard of a soft saddle. They said, sure about that. I, I can, I've heard of side saddle. And I said, well, saddle up for this next question because it's worth double points. So that might be the game. And the thing is, even if you're on my team, you could fall asleep whenever you want. And the alternative version of you may already, already be asleep, uh, and maybe you're getting some ideas of how the other listeners consume the podcast. You say, hey, that person's not even playing the game. They're stuck in traffic listening. And Scoots is kind of chilling them out. And they're also thinking about quilted. They say, huh, I wonder if that is true, that uh, you can only ride rough when you ride soft. Uh, uh, quilted Saddles, uh, tonight's sponsor. We put, we put, we put the... Uh, you know, we put the uh, cushion on your tushion. <laughs> oh, boy. Sometimes I just hit, accidentally hit gold uh, Yeah, when I delve into these. Man, you know, you can ride twice as rough now with uh, quilted saddles. And also, I try to quilt my lulls uh, to take your mind off the stuff, to keep you company in the deep dark night, to be your boyfriend, your uh, your companion, your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar bro, your boar cuz, your boar sib. I'm here to help because I've been there. Now, this podcast does not work for everybody. I mean, I will posit that uh, you you were probably like you both confused and distracted during that little uh, monologue. Uh, maybe it has you song logs. That's good. Uh, but give it a few tries. There's uh, tons of reviews, and almost every review says, I had to give it a few tries because it was, like, bonkers. And he didn't even get to his other in inventions, like the kerchiefs uh, that the Rough Riders used to wear. Uh, but one day he will. Uh, so all I can say is I'm glad you're here. I work very hard because I want to help you uh, uh, fall asleep. So thanks for coming by. And... Uh, Let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it as a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, or feelings, physical sensations, uh, travel, uh, whatever it is that's keeping you up, uh, whether it's something physical, 
uh, something you're feeling or something you're thinking about or just something external, like uh, annoyances or, annoying, you know, let's just say it, annoying people. We're getting called an annoying person. That, 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 well, let's just skip over that part, you know? I mean, I guess there's, like, people don't say, hey, don't use that word because there's so many other words that start with A and it has so many syllables. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake, whatever it is, uh, even if it's my, uh, here's something here's is this a like i like i have a, a bad vocabulary but a lot of verbosity maybe and if i'm saying verbosity long that, that then somebody's really laughing hard or some of you those of you that use the oxford comma are probably doubled over like a comma right now okay there's what we'll not oxford commas but let's think about could we invent a dance for the oxford comma We'll come, maybe we'll come back to that. Uh, so I'm going to try to create a safe place. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders uh, coming right up, and uh, tangents, uh, distractions. Uh, here I say, distract me. Go ahead. What, brain, what do you got? Uh, brain, now it says nothing. Now that you put, put the spotlight on me. But my brain is kind of like if you were out on stage and there was 5,000 stagehands waving you off stage, uh, that's what it's like having my brain. You say, well, it's just about to do this monologue about the podcast. Oh, no, get over here. Oh, what What did you need? Oh, I wanted to show you. I got these new gloves so to pull up the curtain. Okay, well, the cur- I was on stage. I don't even remember what I was talking about. I was going to talk about verbosity. And I had my fingers crossed for something, and I can't even remember what it was. I think I was going to make a musical about the Oxford comma. Okay, get back on stage. Go do that. And then I would go back on stage, and then so the other side. And they say, then I probably would go, well, I don't even know the difference between stage right and stage left. Uh, is my left or your left? And the audience would say, you know, the correct answer. And then someone's from stage whatever would say, hey, get over here. They'd say, okay, what do you need? I'm just, I was just about, to, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to run with the Oxford comma. Maybe I'll talk about that. Maybe I'll talk about running with the Oxford comma. What did you need? Oh, I forgot. Go back on stage. Okay. I get back on stage again. So that's kind of what it's like with the tangents of the show, but it'll be slower. I mean, maybe not because I'm doing it live, but uh, I'll try to earn your trust uh, and make you feel comfortable with this uh, safe place because I'm here to help. I'm here to take your mind off of stuff. If you're new, you don't really need to listen to me. You can kind of, when they, you, one person once said, lend me your ears. I'd say, one, who know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I should know who said that. Somebody famous and probably, uh, but, but anyway, like, uh, I'm so embarrassed. I said, what is that? which person is that? I don't even want to say because it's like, is that a, but, uh, lend me your ears. I'd say, hey, you'd barely, uh, barely, uh, you know, I don't know what I'd say. Hey, lend, I wouldn't say lend me your ears. I'd say, hey, can I, uh, I wouldn't even borrow, you know, I don't want to borrow your ears. It was, especially lending your ears does seem like a real, uh, I mean, that's like not creating a safe place. It's like jumping from, uh, one to nine on the friendship scale, especially if it's a politician. They say, hey, lend me your ears. You say, what are, what are you planning on doing with them? Well, I'm just going to, you know, do, 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 they don't have creaky dulcets. They say, well, I'm going to whisper some sweet dulcets in there and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, see what you think of these j- gerrymandering them or whatever it is. Uh, they say, well, I'll stick with scoots. He has gerrymanders, which are different. They look the same as the gerrymanders. Uh, but they're more curvy. They say, I don't know what you're talking about. I'd say, that's well, you may, you may be asleep with me, listener. So I don't need you to lend me your ears. Uh, you don't even need to turn your ears to me. Just uh, see how it goes. I'd say, hey, ask your ears, see how it goes, see what they think, run it by them. Maybe kind of listen and see, like, uh, then and see what happens that's uh, so you don't need to you don't need to lend me your ears uh you can barely listen or you can totally listen now if you can't sleep i'll be here till the end so if you do want to lend me your ears in an old like in a sense in a figurative sense don't freaking you know no need to lend me your ears 
uh, they like, uh, I'll be here. I'll be here till the end. But you, so you don't need to listen. No pressure to fall asleep because I'll be here till the end to keep you company. The whole idea of the podcast is take your mind off of stuff, keep you company while you fall asleep. Uh, I'm your friend. I just want to take your mind off stuff. Say, well, instead of thinking about stuff or focusing on stuff or remembering that thing from the beginning of the podcast or whatever Scooter was talking about or work or you say, oh, well, let me just listen to Scoots. He kind of, he's kind of, he doesn't know, you know, he's spinning around, but he's, he'll be here to help. He's my boar friend, my boar bud, my boar bay. Uh, so you don't need to listen, but no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be, be here as you drift off into dreamland. Structure of show, first four minutes are business. Uh, if you're new, thanks for sticking through that. If you've been around a lot, uh, you can check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors to see what we talked about. And thank you so much, all of you that uh, do do uh, take action on that stuff. Uh, then we have an intro, which is about uh, 12 minutes. I think we're about eight minutes into it now, where I try to invent a metaphor for the podcast and explain what it is. And that's pending, like uh, pending six, pending probably episode 700. We'll see how, when I get there. Uh, then tonight we'll have a discussion of uh, Doctor Who in a way that for most Doctor Who fans, you may, if you've never seen Doctor Who, you say, well, it sounded like a made-up bedtime story. It was great, uh, very comforting, soothing. If you've watched a Doctor Who before, you say, it sounds like a Doctor Who episode I may have seen in a dream. Uh, when I was, uh, you know, that, that I don't really remember. So kind of not required uh, whether you've seen the show or not, but it's just here to keep you company. So that's the story. And then we'll have some thank yous at the end. And then you, this is usually the part of the podcast where I say, okay, so I was thinking about that Oxford comma. I guess it, like once you um, isolate it, though, it's just a comma. So maybe that idea in the middle of the podcast from that stagehand was good, like more of a musical to explain the Oxford comma, which I couldn't write now because, again, I couldn't explain it again. And I know they say, well, eat shoots and leaves or whatever with the um, panda. And I say, okay, you lot, lot, like I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a thinker. I'm not a visual or an auditory learner. Uh, I'm an over. They say, okay, well, that's great. Uh, but if we had a musical, we could have an Oxford comma dance. Uh, and I guess it would be more like people bending over laughing. So maybe it could just be a move in a dance, the Oxford comma. But I guess like you could reach, like you could bend over and then reach to your opposite ankle. And you say, well, that looks more like a cro cro crooked comma. Uh, it will be a, cr a cricket comma, but... Uh, Okay, well, I'm, just, I'm thinking on the spot here, if, if I was going to make a dance for an Oxford comma, I guess what I would do is also do the one where you kick your heel up and then you, like a like heel, what do you call that when you kick your heel into your palm? Or no, your ankle, not your heel. I guess you could do that. Uh, a little bit like Irish dancing, but not that. Uh, so like you'd kick your left ankle into your right palm with a slapping sound. Then you kick your left ankle into your left palm. Are you with me so far? And then you would kick your uh, right heel, like into your, you'd hold your palm behind your, like in your rear, behind your rear end and kick that. And then your left hand to your left cheek to your left heel. And so those are the first four moves of the Oxford comma. Maybe this, I guess, should be a work in progress. I'd have to run it by Helen Z and see, okay, if you were going to make a dance for the Oxford comma, what would you, what would it be? You see, well, who are you, like, who are you, who would the dance explain the Oxford comma to? They'd say, hmm, good question. Like, that was what the musical was for. If the dance itself, I guess it would capture the essence of the Oxford comma in a way it has emotional resonance, but not really any tangible takeaways. And that's kind of the goal of the podcast is like, uh, we're halfway there. I'd say you bend over too. And then you touch, uh, then you bend over, you touch your right hand to the outside of your left ankle, stand up and clap once. And then your left hand to the outside of your right ankle, stand up and clap once. And then you do the same thing again with the heel kicks, uh, and you say, well, how is it? I say, well, that's how I feel when I think that's how my, that's the sound my brain makes when it, uh, 
Like, uh, that captures emotional resonance of trying to understand the Oxford comma. I just got the Oxford comma dance for short. It's really uh, how I emotionally, like, feel when I'm thinking about the Oxford comma. That's what that dance uh, does. And this podcast is kind of, like, uh, supposed to uh, carry you away from, uh, like, I make it because I have, I can, uh, like, uh, it resonates with me when people can't sleep because I've been there. Uh, lots and lots of times, tossing and turning, feeling a bit lonely or down uh, because I can't sleep or I woke up at 3 in the morning or I woke up at 5.30 on a 6.30 alarm or whatever. And I just want to be somebody that can be there uh, to keep you company, uh, to take your mind off and say, hey, I know it sucks, uh, any of those situations. You deserve a good night's sleep or a little chuckle. Or a quiz, I mean, a quizzical look, you say, okay, I don't get it, Scoots. Oxford, there's a, like Oxford comma dance. Yeah, one day I'm going to do it at, at Oxford uh, in a room or something by myself, not uh, publicly. But yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, and they actually, they'd say, we don't have anything to do with the Oxford comma. And they'd say, well, I'll just take it over to Cambridge then, if you think it, that's fine. And they would, I'm sure they would have a hearty heart. They'd be doing the Oxford comma double over with laughter, maybe. And they'd say, you won't be laughing long when I come out with the Cambridge comma. And they say, again, we don't have anything to do with that. They say, well, okay, it's fine. It's free. I don't know if you've ever heard of the word branding before. Not that you probably need it. Clearly you don't. Uh, so I'll just take, I'll take it over to Cambridge and see what they think. Uh, They'd say, they'd say, sorry, Cambridge, too many syllables uh, to make. I don't know if I can make Cambridge comma work uh, since it's usually just in Twitter and dating profiles where I see it mentioned. I could come up with a Cambridge comma dance if you give me some time. But anyway, this is kind of like a dance. Uh, you know, it is. Uh, really, there's no song. And it's like a. And it's like a meandering dance to take your mind off stuff, to keep you company, to take the seriousness out of bedtime. And ideally, you drift off in a dreamland whenever you feel like it. We'll be talking about Doctor Who coming up here. Uh, but I really appreciate your time. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, give it a few tries. It doesn't work for everybody, but it is something that takes some adjustment to get used to. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Thanks. And let's uh, keep the show going.